This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, girlfriend, here we go. Here we go. Comedy alive. From the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not advising Joe Biden to run on the economy in 2024. Check this out. Fascinating stuff. Okay. Chris Hayes over at MSNBC. Okay. Just recorded a commentary urging Biden to run on his handling of inflation. Crazy town. Crazy town, USA. We're going to discuss it in this hour at 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the show, we're also going to get into a grown-up talk about all things 2020. As the hot debate is raging in Washington over whether or not Donald Trump should participate in next Wednesday's debate. Uh, if you want to participate in this show, very simple, 888-788-9910. Uh, we say the show has one rule. You be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a, a boop. You know, we would bleep it out and say, you know, we let you use your imagination. That's that. People always ask me, like, what's, what's the boop mean? What does the beep mean, Jimmy? What does it mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. Like, do you remember on the show The Smurfs, how they would take the word Smurf and it could be used for anything. They could be like, oh, they're smurfing out in the field. Or, you know, they're going to take Smurfette behind the Smurf and Smurf her brains out. You're like, whoa, hey, what's going on here? Hold on a second here. Uh, the point of the beep is any expletive you'd imagine it to be, don't be that expletive. And you'll fit in just fine on a show that is not, on uh, any stretch of the imagination, an activist show. It is a talk show. It is old school. I don't care who you vote for. I shouldn't be in charge. I'm getting ready to film a stand-up comedy special. What I am is a port in the storm. I'm a guy you could agree with, you could disagree with. You don't have to hate me because of my politics. There are so many better reasons to hate me. You know, just the same as you don't have to like me because of my politics. I do a lot of fun stuff, too. Uh, it's got to be bigger than politics because the truth is, we're all on the same damn American team. Doesn't matter if you're Republican, Libertarian, Democrat, Independent. Doesn't matter. Okay. At the end of the day, as the country goes, we go. And right now, the country seems to be going to hell. So if you could lend your reasonable voice uh, to this audio safe space for cool people, uh, the number is 888-788-9910. And tomorrow, tomorrow, the Full-scale invasion of tickets. There's been a pre-sale underway since Monday uh, to the live taping of my stand-up comedy special. It tapes October the 13th. It's a Friday night at the Paramount Hotel. Uh, the Paramount Hotel. <laughs> hey, girl. It's a hot show. It's right. <laughs> that doesn't sound like comedy to me, Jimmy. What kind of show you putting on, big man? It's at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island. Strong Island, where I grew up. The tickets go on sale tomorrow. 
Uh, there's a pre-sale going on right now. I don't know how that works, but if you log on to the website, I believe you can buy them today as well. But we'd love to see you there. It's probably the biggest night of my life, certainly from a showbiz level, certainly from a Fox level. Uh, so for me, it's a big deal. And essentially what you'll be seeing me do between now and then is starve and write a bunch of jokes. I'll be on this show today for three hours. I'll be on uh, with Sean Hannity tonight at 9 in front of a live studio audience. Prior to that, I'll be joining Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy on the Fox Business Network. But in between that, my life between now and October the 13th, you just got to write and you just got to get in shape. That's all it is. You know, what happened was I was, you know, talking to the producers here at Fox about, yeah, we want you to do a stand-up special. And I was like, wow, that's a really big deal. And, uh, you know, we'll advertise it all over the channel. It'll come out. It just, you know, just like your moon landing thing. There are these commercials for me for the moon landing documentary that are running, you know, all over the channel. That's really exciting. It's a really big deal. So when they said, yeah, we'll do a comedy special, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a really big deal. And then I went and I saw the layout for the studio and, you know, all the things they're doing there. And I was like, wow, this looks cool. This is a really big deal. And then I kind of got a look at, you know, essentially how many camera angles they wind up shooting you from and how many close-up shots are going to be shown. And I basically said to myself, This could be a problem. (laughs) It is time to hit the gym, big man. Dang it. So from now to October the 23rd, you can't call me up and talk to me about spare ribs or any of the fine delicacies you'll be serving yourself somewhere in the middle of the country or down south this weekend. i got to play some serious defense. Uh, You'll see why on October the 13th. So if you want to get tickets, it's the Paramount Theater in Huntington on Strong Island. It's a thing. Okay, but we begin today, as always, with comedy in Washington. This is the challenge, being a stand-up right now. So you go on the road, you sell out these shows, you meet all these incredible people, but there's so much stupid coming out of Washington, that it's ruining the shelf life of your jokes. Like, if you used to write jokes about politics, if you were a political comedian, which I don't fancy myself political comedian, is comedian, you know. But, uh, you know, my loyalty is to the joke. It's not to any particular party or ideology. You're just telling jokes, you know, write what you think is funny. But the truth is, if you are commenting on politics, there's no shelf life anymore. Because every time you find something stupid to write about, You write a joke, you go out and perform it that night, and while you're on stage, you find out that over on the TV, the president said something stupid. The people who show for him in D.C. said something stupid. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Uh, When I say don't know what they're doing, man, yesterday we had such a good laugh about the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. It's the biggest climate bill in the history of our country. What a fraud. Okay, they actually got on TV yesterday. John Podesta, okay, talking about the climate action they're taking in the bill. Okay, you need to know why, but here it is. Here's Podesta, clip six. The Inflation Reduction Act, which is the largest investment in clean energy and climate action ever in the United States, in the history of the world. But first, I want to acknowledge that today's event is coming during a time of heartbreak as the toll of extreme weather fueled by climate change is being felt across the country and the world. Hmm. This summer has brought one climate disaster after another from extreme no, heat in Arizona and Texas hmm. and across the southeast. Because it was never hot in Arizona in Vermont, before. <laughs> state New York, the thick smoke from Canadian wildfires. Whoa. 
What an idiot. Oh, this is this summer. Get this. Are you sitting down? It was hot in Arizona and Texas. Oh, wow. Dude, the last time I was in Arizona in July, I saw the devil walking around with a fan. Like, it's always hot in Arizona and Texas, you moron. Correct the mundo. Okay, but again, they use terms like emergency. Okay, they use climate emergency. But why? Because they're trying to scare you into enacting their agenda, number one. But number two, an emergency allows them to seize your freedoms. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. That's why it goes on. It's like, it's a COVID emergency. COVID emergency. You're not allowed out of the house. It is an emergency. We're taking your freedom. You cannot question the efficacy of the vaccine. We are taking your freedom. No one's allowed to question the efficacy of the vaccine unless they're a Democrat running for president. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's OK. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You've got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and the administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Oh, shut up, woman. Okay, but understand that very vaccine Okay, Donald Trump says I'm not taking it. I ain't taking it. Okay, the vaccine they wound up mandating and locking you down and forcing you to take or you'd lose your job. You couldn't go shopping. Okay, is the very vaccine they were bashing. But they turned around and mandated it, took away your freedoms. Why? Oh, it's an emergency. You don't understand. It's an emergency. Give up your emergency. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, they were willing to shame you out of polite society. Okay. And here's a newsflash, and this is why it matters, okay? They were weaponizing an emergency, but their science was wrong. Bingo. Okay, and I bring that up. Why? Because the climate science is no different than the COVID science. It's the same crowd pushing it, and it's a manufactured consensus. Just like Fauci was caught, okay, burying any real data about the fact that we were funding gain-of-function research in a Wuhan lab, and we clearly knew in January of 2020 that COVID came from a lab we were paying for. We knew this, but they buried it anyway. In fact, they threatened to withhold funding from people. They encouraged endowments to other people who'd go out and write papers and say, hey, it didn't come from a lab. Somebody ate a bat. Okay, it's the same thing they do with COVID, uh, with climate, okay? If you're a guy who wants to get out there and say climate change is killing us, look, it's hot in, it's hot in Arizona. People are sweating in Texas. Oh, this is unbelievable. Okay, if you want to go write those papers, we're all in. Here's a couple of bucks. If you don't want to write those papers, shut up. Okay, that's what they do. They use the word emergency. They manufacture consensus. 
and then they force their views on the rest of us, seizing your freedoms in the process. But again, listen to the fraud of what we're talking about. Here is Podesta, shortened clip, explaining that the Inflation Reduction Act is about cutting carbon pollution. Okay, if it's about carbon pollution, why is it called the Inflation Reduction Act? I think he's got a point. They're not even hiding the fraud. Here it is, clip seven. We have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis, and that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. (laughs) That's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. You are so full of s***. It's unbelievable, man. Okay, but knowing that to be the case, knowing we're now living in an America, okay, where inflation hit a 40-year high under Biden. You've got to turn tricks behind the gas station to pay for a gallon of gas. Okay, 70% of the country thinks we're going in the right direction. Okay, understand that Chris Hayes over at MSNBC, and I know you probably don't watch a lot of NBC, MSNBC, but if you ever want to you know, get a good look at what self-hating white people watch all day, because MSNBC, the whole platform is just dedicated to placating the self-righteousness of self-hating white liberals. People live on the Upper West Side of New York, the Beltway in D.C., the coastal elites out in California that just want to be told the rest of the country is a racist that they know better than. That's what MSNBC did. Remember when they were shaming people into getting the vaccine? But the claim being Rachel Maddow, the head of MSNBC, flat out telling you the, the vaccine was the end of COVID, vaccinated people couldn't get it and spread it. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were, right? Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. (laughs) You're an idiot. Because the virus did not stop with every vaccinated person. In fact, vaccinated people not only got and spread COVID, but sadly, they died from COVID. Okay, tens of thousands of vaccinated people died from COVID. But you see how the stampede of self-righteousness is designed to force compliance. Okay, it's an emergency. We're going to die. You got blood on your hands. They're doing the same thing with the climate. And despite the fact that it's killing our economy, here's Chris Hayes telling Biden he should run on his inflation record. Clip 11. If it were a Republican president who signed a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act and then inflation dropped by five points in one year, it would be all they ever talked about. So... President Biden, any other Democrat in politics, some free advice. I understand you're kind of reluctant to bring up inflation when it's still a little higher than everyone would like it to be, but 3.2% is a lot less than 8.3%, and everyone knows that. Go out and tell everyone. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and over the next year, inflation plummeted. Think about it this way. If you'd passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and inflation had gone up five points, your goose would be cooked. Republicans would talk about nothing else. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act and inflation plummeted. It even fits on a bumper sticker. I don't have any friends. There's only one small problem. Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, according to the Associated Press report on Monday, had no impact on inflation. (laughs) Zero. Zip. Zilch. It is a climate bill. 
okay? And there's a climate bill that was forced on the public because they Trojan horsed it under the guise of inflation reduction. And the fact remains core prices remain high. Food is through the roof. Mortgage rates are about to hit 8 points, 8% this month. That can't be good. Do you know how much that cripples home buyers? Do you know what that does to the refi market? Okay, people are getting annihilated in this economy. And Chris Hayes says Biden should run on his economic record on inflation. Are you stupid or something? Like, (laughs) Biden should run on his handling of inflation. And when we come back on MSNBC, we're going to encourage O.J. Simpson to run for office on his marital record since it's so good. I'm telling you, there's never been a dumber time to be alive than right now. And listen, I watch it. I laugh at it. I make fun of it. I've got a stand-up special coming out. Okay, but I'm telling you, we're hitting game over territory when it comes to the intelligence of this nation. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, girl, Fox Across America, Jimmy Fallon in the house doing the damn thing. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday at the White House touting the success of the Inflation Reduction Act, a clip passed along to us by Katie Pavlich, who is now not only a star guest, not only my lead fashion consultant, but also an assistant coordinating producer for the program. It is clip 10. As you all know, uh, today is the first anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, you know, most one-year-olds can barely walk, uh, but uh, but this one is uh, this one-year-old is up and running. Uh, I couldn't help myself. Sorry, uh, up and running. So that's very excited. We're very excited about uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and everything that it's doing. <laughs> Why is the country now being led by people who look like they would be in the audition round? On American Idol. You know that first week of American Idol where they play the people who are terrible just to make you laugh and feel better about your own performance? Like we're being led by a world of William Hungs. Here's Nancy Pelosi telling the crowd to clap. Clip 12. If you believe as I do that this planet is God's creation, we have a moral responsibility to be good stewards of it. 
But even if you don't, we can all agree we have a moral obligation to ensure strong, healthy, resilient communities for future generations. I think that's an applause line. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Here, here's one more, clip 13. Many of the recommendations now in the law, including clean energy tax credits, sprang were present in that legislation. You know that, Mr. Markey, because you did a similar thing in the uh, uh, earlier Congress. Thank you for your leadership. That's an applause line. Oh. <laughs> Imagine you're watching American Idol. Look at this old dingbat telling us she's funny. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. There it is, Fox Across America, with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We're just kind of having a laugh at the stampede of stupidity in Washington, D.C. It's Thursday. I'm in a pretty loose mood. I played a Chris Hayes clip earlier that I'm going to circle back to in a second. Main reason why is because the poll that's out right now, it's in the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research Survey, published this week says just 36% of Americans, 36% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Biden sucks. 36% of Americans approve of his handling of the economy. You follow this, meaning 64% of this is a Yelp review. Okay, 64% of the reviews are like, ah, this place is a total. That's what they say. Never going back there again. Okay, and armed with that knowledge, okay, Chris Hayes said this earlier. Just hear it one more time. There's a reason I'm playing it. It's clip 11. If it were a Republican president who signed a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act and then inflation dropped by five points in one year, it would be all they ever talked about. So President Biden, any other Democrat in politics, some free advice. I understand you're kind of reluctant to bring up inflation when it's still a little higher than everyone would like it to be, but 3.2% is a lot less than 8.3%, and everyone knows that. Go out and tell everyone. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and over the next year, inflation plummeted. Think about it this way. If you'd passed the Inflation Reduction Act and inflation had gone up five points, your goose would be cooked. Republicans would talk about nothing else. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and inflation plummeted. It even fits on a bumper sticker. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Think about this, okay? This is so great. I opened this on Monday. I opened the week, okay, earlier in the week on this because I called it a random act of journalism. Remember the late, great Rush Limbaugh from time to time would shout out the fact that every once in a while a member of the media would demonstrate either a little intellectual curiosity and ask a question they wouldn't normally ask or maybe just converse with the public in an honest way the way a journalist is supposed to. Okay. sadly, that doesn't really happen anymore because we have activists masquerading as journalists. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But I opened the show talking about this the other day. The Associated Press. Okay, led with this headline. Yes, inflation is down. No, the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't deserve credit come on man think about that okay yes inflation was over eight points eight percent okay 
this time last year. Now it's 3.2%. Now, to be clear, is that helping you at the grocery store? The answer would be no. Is it helping you at the gas pump? The answer would be no. Is it helping you buy a house? The answer would be no. No. So the things you need to do, eat, drive places, and live somewhere are all worse off now. Biden is such a disaster. In theory, the average American family is paying an extra $709 a month in living expenses under Joe Biden. $700 under Joe Biden. You gotta do better than that. They can't do better than that. So what they're trying to do is wage a confidence scheme. Chris Hayes, in that clip I just played you, says Biden should run on his inflation record. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. And why is he doing that? He knows what the Associated Press wrote. That's what everybody reads inside the Beltway. He knows they said the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't deserve credit. He knows what polling shows on the economy. But this is where you understand what's happening in media, what's happening in politics now, is people are just catering to a confirmation bias to make their viewers happy. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Oddly enough, it's like more alive on my show than anything in media. And I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just a regular guy. I tell you, that's the whole hook of the show. It's like, hey, we're all in this together, girlfriend. (laughs) I got got like 100 on my SATs. You know, I'm just giving you an honest assessment of the world. I can talk to you about human nature. Okay, but understand, when you see a guy like Chris Hayes, who knows we've got 34% of Americans saying the economy's in good shape, Okay, 36. Let me give the guy credit. 36% of Americans think the economy is in good shape. They're crazy. They, they actually are crazy. But the point is 36% of Americans think the country is in good shape. 64% don't. Okay. Chris Hayes knows that. Chris Hayes knows the Associated Press said the Inflation Reduction Act isn't having any effect on inflation. So then you might say, well, why the hell is he getting on TV and saying the opposite? Is he stupid? Is he just a liar? He's a performative stage clown, a performative sociopath, if you will, because his job now on MSNBC is to just tell the self-hating white people who tune in that the thing they voted for is working and anyone who doesn't get it is stupid. Okay, no, he should run on the inflation reduction. He should. It was 8% a year ago. It's 3% now. Who cares if everybody's losing money? Do you know for the first time since 2008 – Housing crisis, 2008. For the first time since 2008, American household wealth shrunk last year. Would you approach those people who are paying more for gas, more for food, more for their mortgage, more in taxes, and watching their household wealth shrink? Would you approach those people and go, eh, you should vote for me because I can give you more of this economy? The answer would be no. Of course not. They would throw you in a mental institution if you got out there with a straight face and said this this was your pitch. But you understand Chris Hayes is not actually out there trying to help Biden win the election. He's trying to help his audience of self-hating white people get through another night on pills before they fill the bathtub up, stick their head in it, and scream. Ah! That's every one of these people. You, I, you understand, I, I hang out with them. I'm surrounded by them. I know them. I see them in clubs. I, I'm in the city. It's where I work. It's where I commute. It's where I perform, okay? It's where I drove a cab. I know this place. When you are a cab driver, 
you get to see a town from an angle that only the proctologist sees a patient. What the hell did you just say? I'm just telling you. You see the inside of a town in a way that no one should have to see. The people running MSNBC, it's like when they bring on Joy Reid, the race lady. She just comes on and yells everything's right. doesn't even matter what it is. We had a tornado, racist. Like, wait, what? A tor- the, yeah, no. Uh, forest fire, racist, racist forest fires. We got racist trees. Smokey the Bear was a racist. Did you know that? Everybody knows that. There's a white supremacist bear. Yogi Bear was a racist. Him and Boo Boo stealing the picnic baskets. He only stole from the whites. You ever notice that? She doesn't want to be around the black people. I mean, it's absurd. This is what they do. They're insane. But they're selling confirmation bias to self-hating white people. Hey, you know better than them. They're not really trying to win the country. They're trying to win the day. They're trying to win the news cycle. And it's disgusting. Okay, I tell you this all the time. People need to be more honest when covering politics. And what I mean more honest, it's not that they're necessarily lying. But people are ignoring a lot of inconvenient truths at the expense of our entire country. We're living in two separate realities. Like, I'll give you something. Here's a little inconvenience for both sides. Are you ready for it? Okay. Biden is absolutely tanking the economy. He has tanked the border. Okay. We're presiding over a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. Okay. Public school education has completely crumbled because of the extended COVID lockdowns that they supported to appease the teachers unions. All this gender ideology. We're teaching kids who can't add to subtract their junk. One in three kids in this country can't read at a grade level. And we're telling kids to imagine they're unicorns or fairies or whatever the heck else they want to say they are. What you identify as and who you want to have sex with, okay, is irrelevant Okay, until you're old enough to legally consent in such things, we should not be forcing these conversations on people before they are legally eligible to be a part of them. But that's what's going on in a lot of these liberal run states like New Jersey right now. We've got this war brewing over whether or not parents should be informed if their child is switching genders. Are you kidding me? Withholding information from a parent, listen, in the history of parenting, every single person knows that any conversation that begins with your kid as don't tell your parents, okay? Anyone who says that to your kids, he should be behind bars. Straight up, okay? The only exception, only exception is like a grandparent sneaking them candy more than the parents want them to eat. That's your only exception, seriously. Only exception, grandparents indulging a child. Hey, here's an extra Snickers bar, you little land whale. Go eat some sugar, you pudgy, you pudgy little. It's <laughs> the only exception. Any other conversation. Someone wants to talk to your kid about sex and don't tell your parents. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Think about this. We're living in a world. Okay, I work at a corporation. That's no different than any other major corporation in the world. If I walk down the hall right now to the pantry. And talk to a random coworker about sex, I would be fired immediately. Yet you're telling me we could talk to their coworkers' kids about sex, no problem? It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But that's why the country's as screwed as it is. The compass is broken. Okay, we're prioritizing so many of the wrong things. I told you this with the Jason Aldean song. I don't care if you like the Jason Aldean song. Who cares? One way, who cares? Okay. But the point that we were madder at the guy singing about stopping the criminals than we were about actually stopping the criminals is proof of a broken society.
He knows what he's talking about. Okay, so the truth is, if you're a liberal and you're listening, I'm not mad at you. You're not my enemy. You're my American teammate. So the country goes weekend. Okay, the guy that got elected is terrible. He's probably one of the worst presidents we've ever seen. He's not governing like a bad president. He's governing like our last president. Okay, the other inconvenient truth, not enough people are acknowledging. We're probably going to have Bill Barr on the show tomorrow. Uh, to have a conversation about Trump's legal peril is what we're going to do. This guy will say anything. No, it's not that. It's that he'll be honest with you. Okay? The timing of Trump's indictments look very suspicious. Okay? Because they are intentionally designed to interfere with the election. They are. Okay? It's not illegal, but it is a form of election interference. They can indict a guy whenever the hell they want, but the fact remains they're indicting him this week again in Georgia for things they could have indicted him for a year ago or two years ago. So the idea that they're just indicting him this week as the DA has just launched her reelection campaign, you know, tells anybody who's paying attention, an objective observer. This is politics as usual. It totally is. But it doesn't diminish the legal peril he might be in. Okay, and there's too much focus in right-wing circles right now about, ah, it's a witch hunt, it's BS. Of course it is. I agree with you. But we're setting the country up to be blindsided by the reality that they're not indicting him, okay, because they just needed something to do. They're indicting him because they want him in prison. And there is a he's got he's indicted on 91 counts. I'm telling you right now, nobody's telling you this. He's going to get convicted of some things. That's reality. Okay, it doesn't mean he's going to die in prison. Okay, it doesn't mean he can't win on appeal. But we're spending so much time at a 20,000-foot level hovering above these issues instead of dying, diving into them. That's what they're doing on the left. No, it's going well, the economy. Now the Republicans, you know, the racists, the misogynists, they don't like Kamala, you know, that thing. Okay, but they're not actually conversing about the damage being done to the country. Okay, just the same as, you know, Trump gets locked up. They want to mugshot him next week. They want to handcuff him. They want to let the world see. They want to frog march a former United States president out in front of the cameras. That is straight banana republic stuff. It is damaging to the country. Okay, just the same as it will be damaging to the country if, in fact, he goes to jail. And so far, nobody's been able to explain to me the distinction between what he did and what somebody like Stacey Abrams did. Stacey Abrams, I played you a five-minute montage of her saying the election was stolen. I didn't concede. We didn't lose. I won. They stole it from us. They stole it from the people of Georgia. That's what we were told by Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is full of Maybe. Okay. And then you got this lady. Again, what's the difference between Trump and this lady? I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. And people are cheering. So I guess we have some issues. <laughs> no issues. They don't care. It's just a double standard. And when you have a double standard, there's no standard. Okay, but no one's having this honest conversation with the country right now. Biden is destroying the country. Like, it's not good. You can't sugarcoat it. Oh, Jimmy, you don't understand. They're spending money on the climate. Oh, really? Great. So that's the upside to this thing? Is that we've got an industry... Okay, that we're now reconfiguring our economy around in which 95 percent of the critical infrastructure comes from our number one geopolitical foe in China. That's the good news. That's the sell here. Dude, he's wrecking the country. I'm not saying that because I want you to get mad at Joe Biden. You know what I'm doing when the show's over today? I'll go write some jokes and eat something. Not something bad, unfortunately, because I got to get in shape for this freaking stand up special. And then I'll do a little TV. 
I'm not going to be at a rally. I'm not going to be, you know, out there doing activist stuff. That's not the gig here. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just a talk show host, but I'm being honest with you. Okay, guys destroying the country, straight up. Okay, conversely, Trump did do some things that will probably land him in prison. Okay, no one's telling you that. Is it politically motivated? Yes. Is it a double standard between Stacey Abrams and Hillary Clinton? Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't actually exonerate him in a court of law in front of a jury that is hell-bent on convicting the guy. So the truth is, like, if you're a part of the show, you listen to it, you call into it, okay? You need, in the short term, if you don't have it, to develop some appreciation with my ability to give you some inconvenient truths from time to time about your preferred candidates. It's not Trump bashing, okay? It doesn't make me a rhino globalist lunatic, just the same as me hitting Biden doesn't make me some Republican strongman activist, some, you know, right wing Fox News flamethrower. I'm none of those things. I'm never you never see me in the headlines. You just see me in a bad jacket telling jokes and you laugh and that's it. That's what I do. OK, but I'm trying to be as honest with this platform as I can, you know, because it's not every day one of us gets our hands on something like this. When I say one of us, one of you, one of me, we're the regular people. We don't have 91 political science degrees. We didn't work in the swamp. We don't dine with lobbyists. We're not hooked up in that elite, you know, bourgeoisie class where we're completely out of touch with the needs of regular people. OK, I'm a regular person. And the regular person people are getting screwed right now. And they're about to get screwed a hell of a whole lot harder. So we need to start being honest with each other and having these tough conversations, because if you can't have them here, believe me, you're not having them anywhere else. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are going to head across America to Los Angeles. Barry is standing by with a hot take. Barry! Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious what Chris Hayes and the Democrats are doing in regard to uh, Bidenomics and the IRA or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're, they're going to blame 20, 2022 on Trump. They're going to say, oh, it was the way Trump handled COVID and COVID. That's why... They're going to make you they're going to try to make you forget that they were the ones that said there was no inflation and then transitory inflation, whatever. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that's what they're doing. I guarantee you in six come election time, the economy is going to be like, well, it's better now. And it was bad in 2022 and 2020, 2022 because of Donald, yeah. the way Donald Trump handled COVID. That's what it's going to be. You know what's so funny about the whole thing, too, is like even now, okay, so the Associated Press says Biden had no effect on inflation. But even so, okay, you're bragging about inflation being lower, but you were the one who drove it up to eight points. You get it down exactly. to 3.2, okay, it's still way higher than when you took over. So it's fascinating exactly. that they'd want to draw any attention to the word inflation. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, I, I guarantee you that's what they're doing. Right, they're cool. evil. Crazy. <laughs> Barry. I like you. I just wish you didn't hold back so much. Great call, brother. We'll do it again soon. A lot going on. Texas Representative Pat Fallon. And we're going to have a grown-up talk with Daniel Turner as well. Don't go anywhere, girlfriend. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And here we go, girlfriend. Back in action. Big hour coming up on this show. Fox Across America, your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. Jimmy, why are you laughing? 
It's a nationally syndicated talk show. This is a serious moment. It's the top of the hour. Wrong. No, it's the world's on fire. We're roasting radio marshmallows on this program. We don't take anything seriously, especially not ourselves. 888-788-9910. If you want to climb up the tree and be a part of this radio treehouse, we're going to have Texas Representative Pat Fallon stopping by in this hour. Daniel Turner, the executive director of Power the Future, is going to stop by to discuss Democrats celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act yesterday. That was embarrassing. Mainly because it didn't have any impact on inflation. And then, of course, we are bringing by, because this is a show that talks across the aisle. So in the final hour of the show today, you guys are going to get to hear from Democratic strategist Jessica Tarloff. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 It's a thing we do, okay, JT? She's a good friend of mine. We agree on nothing, like literally nothing politically. I would say almost almost nothing. Uh, but I love talking to her, and I love subjecting you to this type of crosstalk because the problem right now in politics is we live in two different worlds. This is a big thing. Like if you care about the country, you really do have to start talking across the aisle because we have to get back to like a shared reality. Do you remember like shared reality? There were certain things we knew, like only women could have babies. That was a shared reality. We didn't. We didn't have anybody pretending it was otherwise, but now we live in a different reality, okay, where words have new meanings. Like they tell you in D.C. all the time, Secretary Mayorkas tells you what? He says, ah, the border's closed. You were lying your ass off. Guys, we've had six million people cross the border under Joe Biden. Six million people. And they get out there and tell you the policy's working. You have no idea how to defend a nation. But because people are rooting for their their party over their country, we've now created two separate realities where we have entirely separate values and interpretations of the same events. Okay, Democrats believe men can get pregnant. Republicans aren't crazy. Okay, Democrats say the border's secure. Republicans aren't crazy. I mean, if the border is closed... And six million people have gotten. I mean, seriously, when was the last time you went to the store? You got there at nine oh three, and the sign said, "Ah, damn it, they closed at nine. And then they let in six million people <laughs> after it closed, <clears throat> or two million, or five million, or one million. The point is, if something is closed, nobody is getting in. Correct the mundo. So there's no world where it's closed, but because we're not having an honest conversation. It's really denying our country progress that it kind of needs, you guys. That's why I'm always in such a loopy mood on the radio. I'm trying to, you know, people who are changing stations, okay? The way radio works, you're driving in the car, you hear a a new guy's voice coming out of the speaker. It's a buddy cop movie. You have to decide if you can ride along with this guy and fight crime. That's what it is. You're changing the station. You go, oh, this sounds interesting. Oh, this sounds boring. Oh, this guy's kind of nuts. Oh, this guy's kind of dumb. I get all of that. That's the joy of being me. That's why the show grows so great. We kind of check a lot of boxes. You got the dumb box. You got the fun box. You know, you got this guy actually cares. He's new to media. He's genuinely trying to help us box. Like, that's a thing. You know, right? Like, I care. You know, we got this massive media platform around. I'm trying to make a difference. I don't doubt that I could be like three contracts away from a pill addiction. I could weigh 100 more pounds than I do and be on my third wife, also named Jenny. Which is not true. We sell no. The, the original, the OG Jenny, the original recipe Jenny is the only one you want. We celebrate, I, good gosh, 
17 years of marriage tomorrow, which is a lot longer than either of us thought we were going to last. That being said, we will celebrate. I will treat her like a queen and go right to that White Castle. I'm just being stupid. But let's talk about it. We're talking about shared reality. We're talking about the 2024 election. We're talking about the Inflation Reduction Act turning one. I'm going to play a couple of clips, okay? Here's Joe Biden talking about Bidenomics. He got out yesterday and spoke at the White House. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And we've got the proof. Here it is, clip one. The poor have a ladder up. The middle class are, have a good shot. And, and, and the wealthy do very well. The Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal initially called my plan Bidenomics. I'm not sure they meant it in a totally complimentary way at the time. <laughs> but guess what? It's working. You're alive. Is the economy Bidenomics working? The answer would be no. 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, dude. What's your definition of working? I mean, it's, it's working. Yeah, people are working extra jobs. People are working to conserve as much money as they can, given the higher rates of inflation. But is it working in the sense that people are actually out there getting ahead? <laughs> but this is the confidence game. Two different realities. They say things like this, and then it gets repeated. And somebody like CNN is like, nah, look, it's working. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But that's what they do. They take a victory lap after Biden. Ah, the one year of the Inflation Reduction Act. And the media throws up a banner and uh, we win and look at it's going. It's working. You heard the president. The media is a bunch of losers. OK, understand. OK, here's Biden telling you that the law is helping families save thousands of dollars in energy bills every year. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. OK. Your gas price when Joe Biden took office, $2.39. National average. You know what the national price of gas is right now? Here it is. Oh, oh no, no. So almost $1.60 higher, okay, in a 20-gallon tank of gas. You're now spending an extra $32 under Joe Biden per tank of gas. Right now. It was higher than that a year ago. Okay, so is that saving the average American family on energy? Not even close! He's talking about, you know, when he says they're saving, it's like the funny, fuzzy math of, well, you know, we are subsidizing, like, solar panels, so technically if you were to buy them, you'd be saving. That's how they do, cal- that's how they do you know, calculations in Washington. Okay, well, you're going to spend $5,000 more than you wanted to, but it could have been $6,000 more than you wanted to, So we're going to call that a savings on your expenditures. That's what they do. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. No, that's how Americans are saving. It's like when he says, oh, we cut spending. We were going to spend an additional $2 trillion, but we're only spending $1.9 trillion. Ergo, we've cut spending. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. And they try to tell you it's a good thing. Okay, and this is the scam. And people on the left who just want their party to win hear the soundbite and they go, ah, see, it's working. MSNBC told me it was working. It's working. These Republicans, they're dopes. They don't realize it's working. Anyway, I got to go. I got to get to my side job. But it's working. Don't worry about it. Okay, and on the other side of the coin, okay, there's a totally different reality, which is it's not working. 
Okay, you know the Oliver Anthony song we talked about at the beginning of the week with Brian Brenberg? He's singing his song about the rich men north of Richmond. It's a big viral hit. He's got seven songs in the iTunes top ten. The reason this guy is exploding with a folk song about times being hard, are you ready for it, guys? It's because times are hard. That's it. Those songs don't work. Okay, if people are punting lobsters off the balcony, you understand? Like when the economy is roaring, you don't get a number one hit with a times are hard song. Okay, it's very simple. You could just trace it right to that song. When Biden gets out there and says, nah, Bidenomics, it's working. People don't understand. It's working. You're a bald faced liar. A liar. And we know that. Okay, just based on the overwhelming popularity of a Times Are Tough song. Okay, it's all you need to know. It's like Jason Aldean. Why did he go to number one for Try That in a Small Town? Because people saw all the violent images of criminals tearing big cities apart, and they were real. It was real footage. It wasn't like he had play actors, and they're like, look at this guy trying to drum up some fake violence to get people worried. They would have laughed at the guy. Okay, but because it was a reality, there was a market for that kind of song. Okay, but in this world where you just say anything you want, just performative stupidity, you make any claim you want and they'll flat out, you know, they'll get behind you. Here's Biden saying that they beat Big Pharma. Big Pharma. Clip five. I've been around for 400 years. (laughs) I've been fighting pharma on this since 1970s. No, not a joke. Mm. This time we finally beat Big Pharma. Oh, God. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Big Pharma is coming off the three most profitable years in the history of the industry. Does that sound like they took a loss? Do you get how they're just framing things, just flat out framing lies? And this is the thing. People like to mock Biden for being out of it. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. This guy's a little nuts. I'm telling you, he's, you know, I don't know what happened. The, the dementia Joe, sleepy Joe, I don't know. But the bigger issue is the guy is just a liar. Okay, and this has been a thing for as long as he's been in politics. Remember the montage I play you from when Biden was forced out of the 1988 presidential primaries? Don't forget, the guy's run for president, lost like four times. Here he is in 88 getting called out and forced out. Because of lying about his accomplishments. This is 1988. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship. The only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits. Only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class. <laughs> that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named Outstanding Political Science Student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very diff- going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. <laughs> 
That's 1988. And the guy was forced out of a presidential election, lying, full academic scholarship, first in the class. <laughs> None of it was true. And he got called out for it and he got forced out of that race. Okay, it happened again in 2008. He wound up being Obama's VP, but not before famously saying some of the most racist things you've ever heard about him being the first clean and articulate black man they had running for president. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? I mean, Joe Biden's a buffoon, like a straight circus clown, willing to say anything. My son Hunter's laptop. It's Russian disinformation. <laughs> Woo, that's crazy. Turns out it was real. I never talked to my son once about his business dealings. <laughs> wow, it's interesting. Never talked to his business partners. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to keep playing the game show buzzer, but you get where this is going, okay? Told you the vaccine was junk under Trump. Then he got into office and said, what? You have to take the vaccine. It is your civic duty. That's just how white folks will do you. That's what he did. Why? He's a shameless sociopath. Straight up, he is a sociopath. But it's creating two different realities because people want to beat each other so bad that they just, you know, well, I'm, a, I'm all in on this sociopath. Screw you guys going for that sociopath. I'm with this sociopath. These people just want power, and it's being done the wrong way now, guys. What you're supposed to remember is, okay, these people work for us. We employ them. We're the ones who send them to Washington, and you can't vote for parties. You have to vote for individual people, and because we've turned this into such a team sport, an individual person like Joe Biden, who has no business being in the Oval Office, none, okay, not even as a janitor. Okay, he was able to get elected president because it was more important for a party to win than a country to win. And that's how we woke up this morning with probably the biggest liar in the history of politics sitting behind the resolute desk. White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made Saki try I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We may have just had a Lucy sighting on the show. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know I have a 
huge fan who calls in from time to time by the name of Lucy. You're just another dirtbag. Lucy was Mikey. Let me be be clear about this. We're in a commercial break. She called in and she said, I'm sniffling because I'm on cocaine. Was that the accusation? Lucy, if you're listening, you got to call back. I need to hear this. What am I being accused of, Mikey? Well, that was the accusation. She said that today is a day where you sound like you're not sniffing. So she's saying on days you're going like, you know, like everyone does it like like that. Like yeah. she thinks she's like, oh, it's because he's on cocaine. Lucy, if I was on cocaine, I'd be skinny. I would be like, I I think my doctor is recommending cocaine at this point. He'd be like, you know what, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I know we're not supposed to do this, but we saw you on Fox and Friends first this morning at 5.50. I didn't even realize it was you. We just saw you sitting there on the camera, and we were like, that boy is a P.I.G. pig. But if, <laughs> Lucy, uh, always welcome the call, Lucy, if you're listening, and we know you are because you call in every day. And you're the best. But anybody out there who has a concern uh, about the show, a question, a comment, or a conspiracy theory, call in. Be a part of the program. Of course we want to talk to you. We're going to be talking to Pat Fallon in the next break. Uh, I've got another great one, though. There's so many good clips right now in media that made me laugh in the last 24 hours. Uh, Man, I don't even know what to do with you at this point. Because what's happening is every time I find another clip that I love, as I'm reading my list of clips that I love, there's another clip that I love. But listen to Nicole Wallace because she's talking about Trump and the mafia and the similarities between that and RICO cases. It's my favorite thing in the world because she goes, it's so good. She goes, you know, it's, it's, it's just it's mind-blowing, the parallels between what Trump did in Georgia and the mafia. And I find it so funny because Trump isn't being accused of sending money through 15 different shell companies and depositing it into the accounts of his grandchildren. The Democrats are, specifically Joe Biden. Is she mentioning the mafia in that parallel? (laughs) They're such dirtbags. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you've been listening to the show today, you know the Democrats have been making all types of audacious claims that it's hot in Texas because of climate change. That is a fact check false. Joining me now is someone who can back me up. I believe he'll back me up. A Texan himself, a superstar representative from the 4th Congressional District. It is Congressman Pat Fallon on the line. Hey, man, how are you? Jimmy, I'm in nice, cool, breezy Texas today. It's uh, actually pleasant. Well, I was told in a soundbite from the White House yesterday that it's an emergency because it's hot out in Arizona and it's hot out in Texas. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've spent more than one uh, summer in Texas. Uh, Is this heat a newfound phenomenon? No, it is not, sir. In fact, it's been hot in Texas for quite some time now. Some some summers hotter than others, and some are real nice. But the thing about the media is, anytime it's cool, they don't want to talk about the heat. Anytime it's you know hot, they want to talk about the cold. They're just trying to fit the square peg in the round hole to justify the climate rules. Isn't it such a great racket? Because climate change just means whenever the weather changes, you can kind of latch on, in theory. Like, they're full of it, but as a, it's, as a device, it's kind of ingenious, is it not? No, it totally is. I mean, they'll say anytime there's a hurricane, it's because of climate change. Tornado is because of climate change. When you look at, you know, the instances of big storms, there's no 
uptick in the last, you know, a few years. They can, they claim it is always, you know, they always do that because they want the people that are low information lefties that just want to panic. It's so true. The only real uptick we've witnessed is in the bank accounts of people pushing climate change. Oh, it's, you know that. It's so secular because who gets into these renewable energy projects? It's mostly left-wingers, mm-hmm. and then they can funnel because they can't make an honest buck and they open in free markets. So they have, you know, mm-hmm. Uncle Sam, <laughs> Uncle Sam, Uncle Socialist Sam. <laughs> well, the way it's going, it's going to be Aunt Sam any minute now. <laughs> no, yeah, Uncle Sam identifies right now. I think his pronouns are, I don't know. You know what mine are? It's kiss my beehive on radio, so I'll be careful. With Boom! Mind. There it is, Pat Fallon. Yes, it's Uncle Samantha. That's what's happening now. <laughs> Uncle it's, Samantha. It's good. It's not good, but here's the issue I have, okay? We, 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 we had a long talk about this yesterday on the show. Obviously, the Inflation Reduction Act is a fraud, a fraud bill in title because it wasn't designed to combat inflation, and we know that. But my bigger issue is that it really is an economic sellout to China. Is it not when you make this type of green energy commitment knowing where the solar is coming from? Oh, yeah. They, they've almost cornered the market. I mean, in fact, they really have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's fascinating when you look into and you really pick – uh, pardon the pun, but, you know, look under the hood. It takes you 70,000 miles of driving to even break even mm-hmm. with a, an electric, electric yeah. vehicle. So if you only drive three, 4,000 miles a year, you're actually better off. You have less of a carbon footprint if you use a combustion engine. Think about that. That's crazy. We're talking to Texas Representative Pat Fallon on the line. You know, nobody tells you that. You know what else they don't tell you? You know, any of the minerals, the lithium ion and stuff, not exactly getting mined in the best working conditions. But, you know, none of these equality people like to talk about that. And the other issue I have with it really is, you know, when you look at how this is impacting our own economy, we're weakening our economy and our domestic energy you know, production models at a time where our biggest geopolitical foe is not only benefiting, but they're not making any effort to offset their own emissions. So it's like we're buying the patch to quit smoking from a guy who has a cigar in two hands. You know, and he's blowing it in our face, Jimmy. That's the thing, right? He's just going, hey, sucker. I mean, the United States is not a planet. So I had a, a very interesting exchange with the Secretary of the Navy. And he had said during an Armed Services Committee hearing that the greatest threat to the country, you know, I'll ask your listeners, so what do they think? Answer that in their, you know, for themselves. What do they think the greatest threat to the country is? I would presume, I would say, I don't know, maybe China, or as President Trump, Trump would say, China, uh, I would say, you know, our prolific spending, our deficit spending, certainly a, a wide open border, et cetera. There's a lot of yeah. genuine threats. He said climate change. So I had to take issue with that. So then I asked him, I said, Mr. Secretary of the Navy, by the way, mm. has the United States increased or decreased our carbon footprint over the last 20 years? He didn't know. It has, of course, decreased by almost 25%, largest decrease in history by any nation. Mm. I said, what about China in the same period of time? He didn't know. He said it's increased it by 300%. So by your own definition, China is a greater threat, you know, or even using your criteria. Yeah. So come on, man. It's crazy, man. Because there, there was a time, okay, and I, it's, it's got to be even more eye-opening for you and not in a good way. I grew up thinking the people who ran governments were, like, really on top of it and got it. And that might have been, you know, my own naivete or what have you. But are you not fascinated by the stampede of stupidity that runs the country right now? What, what Joe Biden has done, there are a few exceptions. 
But what he did when he came into office was they picked ideologues. Mm-hmm. Like across the board, they didn't pick smart people that had experience and, and expertise in certain areas. They were picking who is most loyal to the left-wing cause. And that's not good government. That's not going to – particularly when it, it, you're, ta- you're talking specificity with, I don't know, I want my secretary of the Navy to be an expert in, you know, naval matters. <laughs> Your maritime issues, yeah, surface ships, submarines, aircraft, yep. things the navies do, not just be this ideologue that says climate change <laughs> and is worrying about, uh, you know, uh, gender dysphoria and things of that nature. That's insane. Yep. Well, we'll 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 have a vegan running the Department of Agriculture before this is over. Uh, I would not uh, hold my breath because you might turn blue. <laughs> <laughs> So crazy, man. Uh, Texas Representative Pat Fallon. Last question, and you're off the hook, man. Uh, There's a bombshell out there right now. I I understand you're on the House Armed Services Committee, Oversight Reform Committee member, and all of that jazz. But the new report we're reading as of like an hour ago is that, you know, Biden might have been using a pseudonym uh, in some of the email correspondence that pertain to his son and Ukraine and Burisma. Now, I know Representative Comer and is trying to subpoena that documentation. Could you give me Vegas odds that they are compliant with a subpoena regarding Biden in a pseudonym? Over under zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but you know, listen, we know that the, the pseudonym, you know, big guy. Yeah. Oh, let's be even more, more clear, dad. Yep. And when the you know investigative yeah. federal agents aren't are not allowed to ask who dad was and who yeah. the big guy was, and even approach Hunter unless he approaches you first. You imagine you know Briscoe on uh, um, Law and Order not being allowed to ask a, you know approach a perp. <laughs> until the perp approaches him. Yeah. I mean, come on. Lenny would never cut up with that stuff. So why do we have our federal, federal agents do that? Th- this would be – our government would make the the worst version season of Law & Order ever. It'd be like Law & Order, no access unit. <laughs> no, no sorry. access unit. I like that. And then it was never that big thing that goes bump, bump. That would never go bump, bump because they don't want to catch anybody. Instead of SVU, you'd get NAU, no access unit. Tonight on Law & Order, nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Joe Biden makes more money. Oh. Biden continues to lie. Oh, Pat Fallon. Great stuff, man. We'll do it again sooner, right, brother? All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Come on. Take care. Man. There you go. The great Pat Fallon. Got to hope he watches out for that climate change in Texas. They said it's hot in August. Got to throw the challenge flag at that one. But potentially joining us now, if she's still on the line, is someone who wants to throw the challenge flag at some of the claims I've made on this show over the years. She is a fan favorite, so much so that she has been shouted out at some of my recent stand-up shows. Mikey, is Lucy on the line? I am. There you are. How you doing, girlfriend? I'm doing great, but Jimmy, you need to stop lying. <laughs> she's still got it. You still got it. Go ahead. Where do we start? I still got it. You know what? Mm. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest, which is something that you're not. Oh. I enjoyed oh. your comedy show. I enjoyed your comedy show in Arizona, but you were not sold out. Why <laughs> do you <laughs> Yo, you, first of all, you weren't there. Okay. Where'd you I go? was there. Where were you, where were you seated, Lucy? I was seated on the left-hand side in the upper deck in that Ooh. that little area where there's only like five seats because I'm handicapped. Oh, well, what was I wearing? You were wearing a pink flamingo. 
jacket. The one I posted online, so you would know that. No. Okay. So so let, let <laughs> let's talk about what other people want to know. That Kennedy came out, and her whole show was about somebody shitting in someone's face uh, from MTV. Whoa. So now you know I was there. No, I mean you wouldn't know that. That could be posted online somewhere anyway. But here's the point. Okay, why are you so upset, Lucy? Because you lie. We and don't. I want you. <laughs> you, now you're going to cut me off. And no, you're I'm not. Lucy, you can say, you, do, do you let, know? Let me answer the question, Hold Jimmy. on. Hold on. We're not done here. Do you, I just want you to know this. This matters, Lucy. You no, need to hear this. Let me answer. I'm going no, to. Let, let me, let me explain the way it works. Lucy, say, my love. Let me answer the question you asked. Let the, me answer the question you asked. Why? But the, the question is this. Do you understand, like, there's a difference between host and guest? Sometimes the host just has to steer the conversation so everybody no, knows what's going on. Let me answer the question I'm you asked. Going you to. asked why I'm so upset. Why are you so upset? Because you lied, and we want to listen to somebody that tells the truth. We hate <laughs> the Biden because all they all they do is lie. Mm. We want you. You won't. You'll, you'll just keep cutting me off. No, that so that show was not sold out. So why do you need to pretend that you're bigger than Lucy, you are? Lucy, that I'm show not. Pre- not sold Lucy, out. I weigh there 245 pounds. I don't want to pretend I'm bigger than I am. Like we actually in Arizona, just so you know, in May it was the Mesa Performing Arts Center. Um, we actually went over our bonus, and they opened up an additional section because of how oh, many seats we that, sold. That? You talk about it, but you won't. No. You won't put it there. No. You, Can I tell you something? Jimmy, just so you understand, Jimmy, you keep we were. Me off. No, I don't. You You're cutting keep me off. Cutting me off, Lucy. You keep cutting me off. Let me talk. <laughs> And then you'll have to go to commercials, so I don't. No, get I to won't. Talk. You have more time. I cut out extra time because I enjoy this that much. Okay, okay. So, so that venue you said was you got sold out. Uh, you got paid for eleven hundred dollars. Let no. me enlighten you. Or not, not eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred people. That venue holds sixteen hundred people. It there just depends out. Like if you took there. Lucy, let's jump in. If now you take you the seats out. No, I don't because you're lying. When are you going to let me speak? Lucy, you're lying. When are you going to let me speak? You've been speaking the whole time. Let me explain this to you, okay, just so you understand. Because I have to clarify. If you would hear what I would have to say, Lucy. Lucy, let me just jump in. Was not sold out, and hey, if it are you was, saying I hope we could have like put people I on the roof? With you. If could, are you saying like we could have put people on the roof? Where did you want us to put them? Like Lucy, this is what you have to understand, okay? When you read numbers, I wanted venues. you to put people in the seats that were not sold out. Let me explain you, this to you, okay? Just, just I'm not cutting you off. I'm telling you what you don't understand, and you don't understand. I maybe it'll help you with your anger, okay? So, for instance, I'm not angry. Okay, my turn. Okay, when we shoot my stand-up special at the Paramount in Huntington, okay, there will be... I don't want to talk about your stand-up special. (laughs) I want to talk about your... I'm trying to explain venues. I'm trying to explain venues to you, okay? So, like, let's say... No, you don't, because you're throwing numbers at me that are wrong. Lucy, if I'm not allowed to talk, I have to hang up on you. And I don't want to hang up. I, I just want to talk, okay? Okay, the yeah, venue, the venue, the venue we performed in, 
okay, was configured for 1,100 seats. What that means is if they take out the floor seats like they do at concerts, you can get more people in there. No kidding. That's why it was configured for 1,100 seats. If you take the floor out, you can get 2,000 in there. Well, the head count we got paid. So do you think, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You're not performing in Vegas. (laughs) Oh, no. Hey, anyone listening. Vegas. Do you know? You're performing close to Vegas. I saw Andrew Dice Clay, which Mm. most people would never even say that was a good show. It was awesome because it was comedy. I saw (laughs) Seinfeld in Vegas. It was an awesome comedy. Mm -hmm. I've seen... No, my show is terrible. Like I, I punch a baby, I club a baby, seal people cry, they demand their money back. So Lucy, in Arizona, they paid us for 1,100 seats. Does that, were they just being nice and they felt bad and they just gave us extra money? I'm guessing. But let's go because back to Vegas. There, let's go back to if Vegas. You were there, and you were there, Jimmy, you would know that those seats weren't filled. Oh, if you, you know were what? in like a special section, I don't doubt you could have found three or four seats. I don't doubt that. They opened an extra section, whole, but stick with the me. The whole balcony, the guy that you worried that was going to fall over the balcony because the whole balcony was empty. Jimmy, why do you have to lie? Lucy, the, I love this you. Is, my real issue with you. Let me give you a little more. I don't, I'm not going to cut you off. I want you to say what you say, but you got to let me talk. If you Google Green Valley Ranch, okay, Green Valley Ranch, Green Valley Ranch. Green Valley Ranch, not You got to let me talk. You got to let me talk, okay? On Google, just Google Green Valley Ranch. The top result, the number one result is their official website, Green Valley Ranch Las Vegas dash official website. Now, you could tell me it's at the other end of the street. What does it matter? I'm not saying it doesn't benefit me. That's what it says on the website. Their official website says Green Valley Ranch, Las Vegas. Like, is anyone duped? It's not like you're saying I'm telling them in Las Vegas and I'm performing in Mexico. Okay. No, you're trying to prevent, <laughs> pretend that you're in. So, in so when we when we sold out Red Rock, so when we sold out, you're bigger than you are. No way, you're not. Great. You're the, when, Lucy, when the we, whole hook of my show is that I don't care. I'm a regular human being. I was just trying to tell you when we were in St. Mary's, Ohio, the la- and sold out that we theater. And we don't want a Lucy, regular human you, being that no, lies. I know, I know. Just tell the truth. I, tell the truth. I can't tell anything because you won't audience, be quiet. You were not sold out in Arizona. Lucy. Hey, if you were sold out in Arizona, we don't hear you saying you're going back there. You're not going back there. We are going there back there. But we are going back there. We actually are going back there. Like, I have to tour for my schedule. We're going back to Mason. We're going back to Scottsdale. Of course we're going back there because there's big demand. But you're so silly. You're but anyway, you're not getting cut off. We just – hey, I, I, the whole thing's a fraud. There's no one even listening to the show. It's just you and me. I don't even have a radio show. This is just two people on the phone. Call back anytime. We're going to – Lucy. Lucy, I gave you eight minutes. We're actually up against a commercial break. This is the longest phone call probably in radio history. I had a great time. Uh, and any time you want to call back, I would never deny you access to the show, even on a day like today where you clearly didn't take your meds. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Tell you, the nice thing about Lucy is she's always in a good mood. I'm not angry. Oh, man. Michael had a courtside seat to that debacle. He joins us now from Tyler, Texas. Michael. (laughs) I am not. 
not angry. <laughs> That's my favorite. Michael, I gave her eight minutes. I gave her. That's the longest call in the history of talk radio. I and look, I can understand calling to complain about your eating habits or your wardrobe or your topics, but the venue? What really? Someone didn't take her meds this morning. Oh man, I'm I'm going. Listen. I always say you want to be a force multiplier of positive energy, and and Lucy is that, if nothing else. Because everyone's in a better mood having heard that, and I was trying to tell her. She comes up in every Q&A I do. They're like, where's Lucy? Because she's hilarious, whether she knows it or not. Michael, I'm not cutting you off. I'm up against a hard commercial break, so you don't get mad at me, okay? I've got enough people. I'm not angry. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And we are getting ready for a big hour on this show. We're going to be reaching across the aisle and talking to Democratic strategist Jessica Tarloff on the show. That's stupid. Use your common sense. She's no Lucy. Uh, But we'll try to make it work one way or the other. They can't all be that good. But 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the program, uh, which allows you to be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a. That's all we ask. It's pretty straightforward program. All are welcome in this radio house of ill repute. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. And we're going to get into how dumb certain people are in this hour. We've got a lot to discuss. Daniel Turner's dropping by as well. He is the executive director, Power of the Future, weighs in on the Inflation Reduction Act, which turned one years old yesterday. Uh, But according to the Associated Press, had zero impact on inflation. reason why the Republican primary is getting so intense this coming Wednesday, August the 23rd, the first presidential GOP primary debate will take place right here on Fox. Okay, Martha McCallum, Brett Baer are going to be in the host chair. The opener, the the pregame show hosted by Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer. Wild stuff. Okay, and essentially people will be jockeying for position to be the next GOP nominee. Now, there's some debate out there over whether or not Trump's even going to attend the debate. Okay, we don't know. We don't know what direction this is headed in at this point. But we do know the people that were supposed to beat him are wildly underperforming. A good example would be Ron DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. He is having a rough go of it. Uh, Spike is down in St. Pete Beach, Florida, and he has an angle as to why. Spike, you got some insight, my man? I do. I can prove it, too. Uh-oh. But first of all, I want to know, did my mom call you yet? Her name is Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy is a legend. She's a legend. She's I, welcome. Asked, I asked her not to call. <laughs> you know, her her husband fled and living in Tonga right now, and all of her kids are left with no boarding address. <laughs> well, listen, I don't mind her calling. Just try to get her to take the right pills for the right days of the week next time. That's all I ask. Okay, DeSantis, mm-hmm. we are in the age of communications. We got the Internet. We got cable TV. We got broadcast TV. We got visual world. We got an age of communications. We have a governor in Florida whom I admire greatly, whom I voted for. Mm-hmm. He's 
conservative in every way I like and in the way most people like who are conservatives. Mm-hmm. But he's going nowhere, and the reason is really simple. You'll see it in the debate. He is utterly 100% without any charisma at all, nothing, zero, no electricity, no personality, and monotone. You'll see it in the Listen, in the debate. I, it's I, a sad thing. He's great, I but know. he cannot get the nomination unless Trump and all other 38 people drop out. It's a, yo, listen to me. It's a really good point, and the reason I say that is I agree with you that as a president, he would probably be the most effective guy behind that resolute yep. desk by far. I actually yep. think he would be because yep. in that regard, yep. he's been great. But I watched him the other night. It was so fascinating. Tuesday night, I was on with Laura Ingram, and he was on right after me. And I just happened to be sitting there watching their hit after hours. And I Laura, heard about it. Okay, yeah. And it was we were freestyling. We were having fun. It was loose. It was goofy. And then he came on, and it was just such a stiff man, just such a stiff. And uh, I wish whoever was coaching him, and if I have him on the show, I'm not going to call him a stiff per se, but I want to talk to him about the need to loosen up. Because what happens is, like, you could be making the best point in the world, but if you're making it in a boring way because you're competing for people's attention now, yeah, it's just, it sucks. Absolutely, absolutely accurate. That's 100% what the problem is. You're hearing his manager being blamed, throw that one out. Another manager being blamed, throw that one out. Mm -hmm. Cut down, we got too many staff, we're spread too thin. No, no. None of that is true. None of it. Such a great point. Is the reason. Yeah, because when when guys win, when candidates win general elections, I don't doubt there are brilliant campaign people working, tons of them, you know, and inept people working nonetheless. But the candidate's the candidate. You know, it's, it's it all comes down to the candidate. You know, like if you get on stage, You're absolutely at a, right. If you get on stage, do an hour at a stand-up comedy club. Okay, the you know the guy who drove you there can't take the blame if the audience doesn't like you. Just the same as he's well, not going to get the credit if they do, you know? So You are so right. You know, the interesting part is he cannot get the nomination because of that uh, lack of uh, charisma, of personality, electricity, nothing. And he's up against big-time charisma mm-hmm. with Trump, yep. with Tim Scott, for example, yep. with that uh, – Ravishanka Bunga Bagda, whatever his name is. Vivek Ravaswamy, there you go. That guy's got charisma. Yep, Vivek's got game. No person is going to get elected or nominated or elected from our side who has no charisma. It's crazy. Uh, No, you get it, man. You could could be a pundit on a show right now. You really could be. (laughs) And clearly they'll let anybody on. The bar's pretty low if I'm on every night, so. Well, my name is Spike. I'll call in with similar gems from time to time. We love it, Spike. Thanks for being a part of the fun. We'll do do it again soon, brother. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, if uh, you hear from Lucy again, give mom my best. <laughs> For sure. You're the best. Now, Lucy probably will call in because she's in a great mood. That's the thing about Lucy. I'm not angry. Oh, we love her. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, Lucy, not the only female making headlines on this fine Thursday in this fabulous country. I wanted to play this clip for you earlier. Uh, There's been a little bit of a hullabaloo going down on social media. This is a complete sidebar, but it really speaks to the problem we have in this country as it pertains to identity politics and this constant war (laughs) on what works. Okay, like one of the, you know, 
Bud Light, you guys all know the Bud Light story. Okay, Bud Light is the number one beer in the world. Bud Light was the literally the number one beer in the world was Bud Light. And then they went out in the middle of this raging culture war of identity politics and biological men having babies and competing against women in sports. And as you now remember, Bud Light went out and put Dylan Mulvaney on the side of a beer can. Everyone remembers that part of the story. This could be a problem. It wound up being a $29 billion problem. But why was it such a problem? Because they abandoned what made them successful. Bud Light, it's a beer. It's not for activism, as Brian Bremberg famously said. It's for inactivism. You go into a ball game. You're watching a concert. You're going fishing. You're grilling in the yard. Whatever the hell you happen to be doing, it's not something that's supposed to come with a side of identity politics. When you run into the beer freezer at the store, you don't look around and say, ah, you know, I could use a cool one, but do any of these have a guy wearing a dress on them? <laughs> I, I want to find the one with the guy wearing the dress. That's not how beer works, okay? It's not how it works. Okay, so they took a dump. They lost all the money in the world. Okay, you'd like to think other corporations learned their lesson, but not quite. Disney, as you know, has been imploding just the same, getting away from their core constituency, which is parents. People went to Disney because it was supposed to be the happiest place on Earth. But it has, of course, turned into the wokest place on Earth. Everything woke turns to so much so that they're now railing against the very things that made them successful. Rachel Zegler. And this clip is actually the original clip I'm going to play you from September. Okay, Rachel Zegler caught hell because she was talking about, okay, the idea that she's going to be playing the new Snow White and in the Snow White. It's not Seven Dwarfs. They got rid of the dwarfs, which I can only take as an attack on Greg Gutfeld's people. I've got to defend that as a Fox News personality. But it's now no white. <laughs> and I don't know how many dwarfs or what we've got in there. But Rachel Ziegler comes out as the new Snow White and just starts trashing the original idea. This is clip 40. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, yeah. and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> so, no, so no prince or a different kind of prince? We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because, like, we cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnap, great dude. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. Um all of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Okay, Rachel Zegler. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. She, uh, you know, the words are usually written for her uh, as an actress. So anytime you see her speaking extemporaneously, that can't be good. You get a little nervous. Because in this instance, what are they flat out telling you? Yeah, the new Snow White, you know, that film you like that we're rebooting because everybody likes Snow White. Well, this time around, we're going to reboot it, minus all the things you liked. I'm surrounded by idiots. That's what every one of these woke corporations, that's what every one of these woke programmers is doing. Ah, uh, you know, the original Snow White, it's a, you know, it's a love story, it's the prince. He was a star. You know, people think it's a love story because there's a guy in it. Not necessarily. We might cut it. And people think they're, like, rebellious to be going in this stupid direction that they're going in. Hello, people went to see a reboot of Snow White because they liked the original Snow White. You understand? There's a reason the CEO of Hooters 
doesn't get on TV and go, you know, we're opening up another Hooters, no boobs. No boobs at this Hooters. We're getting rid of boobs. It's going to be a boob-free Hooters. That's what we're opening up. And you'd be like, that's stupid. Use your common sense. Again, you would. Because why? That's not what they're going there for. Okay, they're going to Hooters because they like boobs. Some guys will tell you, you know, no, it's, you know, I really like the wings. Come on, don't bullshit me. I mean, I don't doubt that you do. Okay, but I don't think it's just exclusively wings that you're there for. I think you might be a fan of the breast meat as well if I was going to get technical. But when you hear Rachel Zegler try to take this other woke position of, well, we didn't like the original. He was a stalker. We could do without them. You know, love isn't going to validate this woman. That's not what this story. She should be in a cubicle, dying on the inside, finding no joy other than railing against the patriarchy and putting the right flags in her bio on social media and embracing some type of a pronoun so she can show her solidarity with the social justice movement. Does any of that have anything to do with the original Snow White? Mm. No. That's why they should just retitle the film Chapter 11. You're absolutely right. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Talk Dirty to Me by Poison. Joining us now is a gentleman who threw the challenge flag on the fact that the White House was talking dirty yesterday in the one-year celebration of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, It is, of course, the lovely and talented Power of the Future Executive Director, Daniel Turner, in the house. Hey, girl. Jimmy, I know your audience knows how much I love you, man, but that intro song is a little too aggressive. I got to tell you. <laughs> am I, I going to get he tooed? Not like a me too, like a he too? Come on. Man. I mean, are they going to play Barry White's letting it next? I mean, holy cow. Ooh, come on. I will tell you what, Daniel Turner. Uh, we're in a goofy mood today, nonetheless. Poison notwithstanding, okay? Yeah. Uh, I laughed so hard at the fact that they got out there yesterday and had a celebration on the White House lawn. Here's my question. What do you think was more ridiculous, yesterday or the actual bill passage? Because you remember the bill passage came with a James Taylor concert on the White House lawn as the stock market was falling 900 points? That was just insanity, and it shows you their incredible disconnect. And and is anything more depressing than James Taylor? I mean, so it's, it's surprising. <laughs> That's so true. That's who they should have played Mozart's Requiem, right? Because the nation is dying. Yeah, but yeah. It was just just insanity what they celebrate. They were they were playing Fire and Rain and dedicating it to people's four hundred one ks. Like it is, uh, it is not, it's not pretty. But you and I, we no. we have this conversation quite often. So the Associated Press this week flat out admitted. I mean, they called it out. Yes, inflation is lower. No, the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't deserve any credit. Okay, so we're in yeah. agreement on that. But what's not getting highlighted enough is we also know it was fraudulent to make a climate change bill under the guise of inflation reduction. But the thing no one's talking enough about is this really was just um, a, a pretty big gift to China. No. Absolutely. And that's what this report we just issued is about. And and it's one of the intellectual things that Power the Future does. We don't just throw bombs on social media, but we try to be be smart as well. And this is a well-documented, well-researched, verifiable uh, white paper that just walks through the Inflation Reduction Act. 
um, some of the provisions and who the immediate beneficiaries are. And look, I'm I'm under no pretext. When the government spends a trillion dollars, someone is going to make money off of that. Mm-hmm. We just like to think it's not our enemies. And and you look at the literally the hundreds of billions of dollars. Heck, our you know your great senator Chuck Schumer was on the airwaves yesterday saying it's very popular. Well, surprisingly, when you give out trillions of dollars, it's popular. Yeah. So that, that's not a that's not a shock at all that he considers this to be popular. But who is benefiting? And and you look at some of these companies: two hundred million dollar grant to Microvast, a Chinese battery company, right? Uh, just hundreds of millions of dollars spent on companies that have ties to or are just directly owned by the Communist Chinese Party, and and. So, you know, of course, inflation isn't being reduced. China is just becoming richer by the minute. You know, it's funny. I figured out why James Taylor didn't perform yesterday because he was in Beijing at their party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're loving it. You know, I, I sometimes marvel that Democrats didn't realize in the 80s that if they just made business deals with the Soviet Union, um, they could have all become rich. Why? What was it about the Cold War that we looked at them as genuinely our enemy? And we weren't saying, look, like the, the Soviet Union, they're a bunch of bad guys, but let's open a battery factory in Moscow. But we look at communist China and we say they're a bad group of folks, but let's give them hundreds of billions of dollars in grants, and then maybe that will make, this, make them our friend. Oh, it is so sweet. Right now, Xi Jinping's like, can you sing how sweet it is? Can I get a uh... – <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. They're singing – he's singing Hunter Biden on my mind instead of Carolina. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned Hunter Biden. In part of the, the, the emails that were released on his laptop were – and we document this in the report – was Hunter, back when Joe was the vice president, trying to influence the, the purchase and sale of mineral rights to these Chinese firms. Yeah. And and. Um, and they were successful in doing that. Now, those are the same minerals, mineral, uh, metals and minerals we're trying to mine here in the United States in places like Alaska and places like Minnesota. And all of those permits have been denied. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just it's very telling that as Hunter and his laptop and his uh, crime family ties are making the news, it's very bizarre how often China is the beneficiary and the Biden family is the beneficiary. And the American people seem to continually get screwed. So many weird coincidences, isn't it? You know, that the, the idea that people send money from China or, say, Ukraine and then get so much benefit from this family. It, it's weird because I, I, I'm sure it's not on the Biden's mind when they're making these moves. No, of course not. Of course not. And, and you know, <laughs> some of the companies that we have known about receiving huge grants um, a lot of members of the Biden cabinet are stock owners. Mm-hmm. Have they sold their stock? We don't know. They don't have to disclose. We talk a lot about how Congress seems to be brilliant at picking stocks, but does it investigate whether or not the Biden cabinet is, is members or board members or shareholders? <laughs> or, and we're directing hundreds of millions of dollars. You, to you, you, you know, it's funny. We got 10 seconds. You think mad money with Jim Cramer is wild. You should see mad money with Jim Biden. Oh, my God, the money they're making. Daniel Turner, you're the best. I'll see you soon, brother. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And every once in a while, we like to give our listeners a gift. We like to bring on a guest they love so much. 
They've this, been begging for. That's Jack, you're back. Me and Jenny are celebrating 17 years tomorrow. We're in a good celebration. Well, thank you. Uh, we're in a good celebratory mood. We're sharing our wealth with you in this moment. We have booked Jessica Tarloff. Are you stupid or something? No, we love Jessica Tarloff. Hey, girl. Good to see you. Hey. How about it? Jenny and I, yeah, we're hitting the legit 17, which she would tell it's you. a lot this. of time. She would tell you this. She'll be co-hosting the show tomorrow. But she would tell you this. It is so much longer than we thought we were going to last at the time we got married. Like really? We wanted to get married. We were happy. But we were, like, broke, crazy. You know, yeah. we didn't know where it was going to go. But we liked each other. And here we are. Yeah. What are you guys on? Two. Yeah, you are, right? So two. Yeah. All right. So let me, at two, I just want to, I want to analyze this for a minute. This matters, though. At two, because uh, you have a lot more peace in your face than we did at two. We were still, we were fighting at two. Like by three or four, we stopped. We didn't fight anymore. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was because we were dead on the inside or we had just like made peace, like play the hand you're dealt. But in the beginning, we had the energy for it. You were also a lot younger. Yes. Like we got married old. Like, so you were efficient. I had like. Three eggs left. I was like, let's get pregnant. <laughs> My dad's dying. Like, I, let's just get this done. Like, no, no real wedding. There you was, know, there was a there was a date on the side of the milk carton. Yeah, that was rapidly it was approaching. COVID. I was like, these are my options: like, die <laughs> alone in my apartment, or maybe die in my apartment with the man who lives next door to me. And I went with that. COVID, um, COVID was a great romance accelerator. Well, it was interesting. So yeah. obviously there were a lot of breakups during COVID, a lot of yeah. marriages that fell apart because yep. when you're actually stuck together, you're like, oh, my God, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when we went to the jeweler to look at rings, she told us that she had never had so many couples that had gotten together recently really? come in because it was just such an accelerate like if yeah. it worked it worked yeah, and yeah. if it didn't work it really didn't work <laughs> so, that's so, that's so we true. were lucky and got a great deal oh look at <laughs> so funny jessica tarloff in the house we're laughing our safe word on the show when jt is on is pineapple yep in case things get ugly my my choice topic of conversation today is just general 2024 analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even want to dive into the weeds uh, too far because we haven't. You want to be like and in, count 35 of the Georgia indictment. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it is 91 indictments. I mean, I would let's start there because that's funny to me. I do think I have this theory, right, that deviant acts in bigger number are kind of cartooned, meaning if I came yeah. home tonight and I was like, Jenny, I knocked up a stripper. How dare you? I'm in trouble, okay? But if I came home and said I knocked up 91 strippers, it somehow takes the edge off. It, in a weird, I'm not saying she's sticking around, but I'm, I'm saying it's a lot less acrimonious on the way out the door because it's cartoonish. Well, you're also just not savable. Yeah, well, there's that too. Right. But like so, with one, a lot of women tell themselves, it was one time. It was a mess. He didn't look her in the eye. <laughs> like, whatever. But you do it 91. One times. <laughs> so you tell me. He looked me, her in the eye. So you're telling me there's 91 impregnated Stormy Daniels is out there. That's what you're telling me. These endowed. Somebody is in. knocked up on Donald Trump's docket. That's for <laughs> oh, sure. No. Jessica Tarlov is in the house. The crowd loves it. You know you do. Uh, this is good productive crosstalk. Uh, it's one of the reasons, like for real though, that I like to get into these conversations is because I don't think anyone is giving sober analysis to anyone else. Meaning, this is sober analysis. You'll agree with some of it, maybe not the other. Who cares? Okay, in the general election, if Trump is the nominee and he is indicted under 91 counts, some of which he may have been tried and convicted on by then. Right. I think there's a lot of Republican analysts who are not being I don't want to say dishonest, but they're kind of not, you know, dealing the audience into the reality that that's a much bigger problem than we're making it sound like. 
You well, know, then, you, then they're making it sound Yes, that's like, what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. So when, they, when we say, like, ah, you know, the timing of this is bad, absolutely. But that's not applicable in the court of law. You know what I'm saying? No. You could say it's politically motivated and people think so. It's still not applicable. And I feel like on some level, people need to hear this whether they want to or not. Like, he might go to jail. Yeah. Which he might crazy. go to jail. And now that we're seeing pictures specifically of the state jail, mm-hmm. the Georgia jail, mm-hmm is way worse than whatever federal situation is going to be coming his way. And I know there's all the stories uh-huh. that they have to like build a new structure because uh-huh. he has to have secret service there. Um, I do find it incredibly sad. I find yeah, it incredibly sad that this conduct is alleged, yeah. that it happened, and that also we may be in this position. But I think you're completely right. And what's interesting, and I know people like to kind of what, like dunk on me, whatever mm-hmm. the term is, for always <laughs> citing poll numbers, but they mm-hmm. do – encapsulate the vibe at a particular moment in time. And you see that, that over 50% of Americans are saying they're not going to vote for the guy. And then over 50% of Republicans saying we're not going to support him if he's convicted. Mm -hmm. An accusation, an allegation is different from a conviction. For sure. But when you got 91, Uh odds are one (laughs) is going to come through, right? I would think they're going to go better than, yeah, one or two for 91, you know? And that's what's crazy. Jessica Tarloff's in studio for just joining us. Um, I know, and I just feel like people should be more forthright about that because it's a a bad situation is the point. It's bad. Yeah. Um, But as a person... Uh, whose father had a bit of a showbiz background. Yep. Have you considered uh, sending in a pilot to Netflix called Spray Tan Orange is the New Black? <laughs> I have that's, not. That's but a I... solid pitch idea, is it not? Well, nothing's getting made right now. So <laughs> we, we have to wait out this Independent film, Tarloff! I'll bankroll it myself um, on my Fox salary. <laughs> but I did find it hilarious that this morning Trump's freak out was that Fox and Friends uses bad pictures of him. I love that That one. they keep using this orange one where his chin isn't tight enough. Yeah, yeah. I love Or that whatever. One. It's really – we've gotten to this really transactional place, and this is the part that frustrates me. Because I try to – you know, people kind of – there was a perception created during the Trump years that, like, Fox was supposed to be in the tank for him. So whenever we take issue with something he does, people feel betrayed. Yeah. But the truth is we weren't in the tank for him. We were in the tank for what we thought was the truth, meaning we didn't believe the Mueller probe was a legit thing. We didn't believe that he stole the election. So us taking his side didn't necessarily mean, okay, that he could do no wrong in our eyes, which is why he bashes us as much as he does. But I, getting past that for a second, because, you know, I know you're in the firing line constantly. Constantly on the five. You are now, which is fascinating, okay? Geraldo's gone. So they can't, They don't even have somebody to channel their Geraldo. They don't have him to hate to take some of the edge off of hating you. You are now eating a Juan and Geraldo sandwich on the five uh, for a lot of Americans out there. And it's become a hot topic at my question and answer session. Oh, yeah? You come up with me and Kennedy are on stage. You actually came up when I was in Jenny's hometown of St. Mary's, Ohio. Okay. And uh, to Jenny's credit, she said, you're wonderful and the family loves you. Uh, she That's hasn't sweet. been seen publicly since. Uh, we're hoping. Let's hope she shows up for the anniversary. <laughs> Let's hope we find her. Uh, but on the other side of the aisle, like on the Biden side, this is the question I wanted to ask. Um, one of the things we come back to as Republicans is Stacey Abrams obviously said the election was stolen in Georgia like crazy. Where are they drawing the distinction? Is it because Trump tried to take a legal action behind the scenes? Is that what you think the distinction is? Or does it read a little double standardy? Does it read double standardy? So I um, – and thankfully, this is actually true what I'm about to say. I have been consistently on record, TV, radio, everywhere, saying that Stacey Abrams was out of line okay. saying that she should have – Never accused it of being a false election. Um, did interviews for a long time afterwards where she still – she conceded that Brian Kemp was the governor, but, but not that concede. she had lost somehow, yeah. which is weird. That's not how you get to someone else winning. <laughs> but 
what seems to be the line is the conspiracy and the actions taken. And I think um, Bill Barr, the former Trump AG, has spelled this out really well and very clearly on our network, on CNN, um, where he's talked about the fact that Jack Smith has been explicit, that this is not a free speech issue. And that's what Stacey Abrams was doing. She was expressing uh-huh. her right to free speech. It's protected. It was BS, yeah. right? She lost the election. But she has a right to say that, just like Donald Trump had a right to say, I won. Mm-hmm. This is all a lie, blah, blah, blah. He did not have a right to break the law. He okay. did not have a right to set up the fake elector scheme. He didn't have a right to send people into Coffee County to mess with the voting machines. Um, what they did to Ruby Freeman, the mm-hmm. election worker, they totally yeah. destroyed her life. Those things uh-huh. are what he will be convicted of. Jessica Tarloff in the House. Uh, you're obviously a huge fan of Rudy Giuliani. The bigot. America's the- mayor. <laughs> I don't want to hear any different. <laughs> Oh, man, it's such a mess. But this is what I wanted to ask because I wanted to talk 2024. So Trump is just everyone. You need to hear this. If you're listening, I love you. I'm your radio buddy. I meet you at all these live events. We have to be honest in this moment because he is in actual great legal peril. And us saying the timing is suspicious, it's politically motivated. That could even be true. But it doesn't matter in a court of law if he's actually convicted. So I'm trying to give you sober analysis because I don't feel like you're getting enough of it. But let's go the other way with this. Do you think the Bidens, are you concerned there's any peril for them? For Hunter Biden? Yeah. I separate them because one, Biden I care about, Uh the one who's president. And the other, I don't give a flying F about. He seems like a terrible dude. I got a pineapple you there. Okay. Why? I care more How about Hunter. How did Mike Flynn get in this rip? <laughs> I care more about Hunter. At least you like a Hunter, like to be honest with you, everybody thinks he's garbage. I agree with you there. I mean. But if you could hang out with one guy on a Friday night, Joe or Hunter, do you want to sniff kids? I'm a mom you... of a 20-month-old. I want to go to sleep well, at 8.30. Fair. Well, then you want to have ice Biden. cream. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, then Joe. Talk to my jelly bean. That's all I want to <laughs> do. Go to bed no, by 4.30. I, I think that it was correct to appoint the special counsel if that's what David Weiss wanted, that he needs more powers now. I think that the way that the deal fell apart is extremely strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great that the story is now being covered. I was listening to The Daily, the New York mm-hmm. Times podcast, one of the most circulated podcasts in the world. The whole thing was on Hunter Biden. So gone wow. is this. We're the only ones talking about it right now. Yeah. Everyone is talking about it. Mm-hmm. I remain firmly unconvinced that James Comer and Jim Jordan and Nancy, May- whoever is uh-huh. out there currently doing a cable news hit about this, has what they claim that they have on oh, Joe Biden. Do you think they're inflating it? Well, let me ask well, you this. Yeah. Okay. You've in- seen Steve Ducey in the morning. Oh, he's having a good time. I mean, I, he feels so liberated. I feel like he's going to like rip open his shirt and just start <laughs> shaking it. You know, he's like, guys, show me the evidence. Well, this is where I think it gets interesting. Is I don't, I, I don't think there's a world, and I've been upfront with the audience about this too, where if Biden was making money, there is going to be the evidence of like, here's a direct payment to Joe. But this is what I come back to on that. And I don't promise the audience someone's going to jail because I don't think they are. I genuinely yeah. don't think they are. But I definitely think there was a massive level of lie. And my belief is that Biden was involved. If for no other reason, then how would we, assuming Devin Archer's testimony is legit and Biden called into all of these conversations, the belief then would have to become Hunter was doing this, working his dad into the process and not telling him he was trading on his name. You know what I'm saying? No. What, I, like, do you believe he I mean, I don't doubt Hunter would be capable of that. But are you saying is that the version of events? Like, what is the version of events we should accept about Hunter and what he was doing? So I think that 
you have Hunter is a special brand of nepotism, I think, in that he's also an addict, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not the normal, mm-hmm. powerful kid that's He'll running take it around, further. right? He can't take it further. He's capable of all sorts of terrible things. We've seen that play out with like the gun charge with yeah, yeah. stuff that he's done with people he's worked with, how he treated his kid, mm-hmm. right? That um, the grandkid, Navy. the grandkid, Navy. Um, but the one downfall, and I. I'm not saying that the Bidens were unaware mm-hmm. of where he was working. He mm-hmm. he got rides on an airplane. Like yeah, they yeah. knew they weren't just dropping him off at like China Disney or uh-huh. whatever there. But I think that Biden let himself because out of affection for his son mm-hmm. be too present in some of these things that he had nothing to do with. And Devin Archer's testimony in the brass tacks of it. Mm-hmm. Included him saying, I didn't see the vice president do anything wrong. I don't know about the $5 million you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He called 20 times over the course of a decade. So uh-huh. that's like an average of two calls per year that you heard. That's not really that exciting but to me. But it's a lot if you're not involved. Like no, if you're not involved, I, why do you involved, call 20 times? Well, over a decade? I'm, just I'm sure Hunter wanted him to seem really involved. I mean, but then even answers. if there's no payment, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Like mob bosses don't just they say, don't I'm going to Venmo you. I mean, yeah. that's how you end up like Matt Gates or whatever he was doing on Venmo. Um <laughs> But they also can't show what the fa- what anyone got out of it on the the bad guys side, right? So what did the Romanians get? What did the Ukrainians get? Like the Victor Shokin thing doesn't add up. We know why that prosecutor was fired. So that's where I'm struggling because I get it. I might not see a money drop, uh-huh. but can you show me the action that the United States took or that uh-huh. Joe Biden took that? Made it worth you paying $20 million because yeah. you would stop paying if the guy wasn't delivering. Well, that's right? that's why maybe you think it did influence policy. I don't know the answer to where, but I'll give you – let me ask you this. What would you make then? And this is just you and me spitballing. Jessica Tarleton Yeah, we're by ourselves show. here, right? It's just us. The that's how good are your off. ratings are? We're just are? talking now. It's just us. <laughs> okay. Well, after Lucy, we had a woman curse me out for eight minutes before. I let her come on. And a caller? Tra- yeah, she's great. I let oh. her trash everything I do. Uh, she, big of you. I would cry. If if the Hunter thing, though, what do you make of, like, emails where he claims he had to give his dad half his money? Like paying for the house and stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. I think it's completely feasible that— But coincidental, or do you think it's just a, a roundabout way of, like you said, the mob boss doesn't get Venmoed? Would this be a way for the mob boss to get Venmoed above board? Maybe, I guess. I Pi- I don't know. I I think the word you're looking for is pineapple. No, I, I don't. I don't feel afraid. That's the thing because well, I, I don't also, think he's going to jail. I don't. I don't think the Republicans are doing anything. What no, I, what, I think that that family made a lot of money off of the fact that in, Joe in like Biden is ahead of. Yeah. It's also gray. Yeah. But then there is this other side, and I don't want to. You know, I'm not interested in everything. Is like, but what about? Yeah, yeah. But like, what about Jared Kushner making two billion dollars off the Saudis? Like, he had a private WhatsApp chat. With Mohammed bin Salam, we did nothing about Jamal Khashoggi getting freaking bone sawed, that's right? Not, that's not true. We did show up and fist bump him under President Biden. Come on. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that's like if you want to uh-huh. – I mean Donald Trump didn't divest from his companies. Ivanka Trump got over a dozen patents in China when her dad was in office. These favors get kicked around with powerful kids. It's the not, yeah, it's not unique. Kids. It's not unique like, to the Bidens. I know. I agree right, with you and, there. 
it's a more interesting tale and it's mm-hmm. complicated. Like sometimes I'll sit there on the five and like Piero, she astounds me on a number of levels. She knows the name uh-huh. of everyone. I guess that's she how she felt the, I was during Mueller. She could tell you, the, I, she could tell you the bank teller who transferred the money. Totally. But I think so. I think the reason we have, there's such a problem. We've got a minute here really quickly. Um, is because the lengths that they went to to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop in the run-up to the election, regardless of what impact you think it had on the election, it had an impact on people's faith in you know the fairness of prosecutions and the DOJ and everything in between. I think so, and, and honestly, that's, that's where I think, to your earlier point about how there are a lot of Republicans who don't believe anything can happen to yeah, Trump. That's where this started, because yep. he convinced them that they're all corrupt, going back to Russia collusion, mm-hmm. and now he thinks he can do anything, but... It turns out if you shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue, Jack Smith might be watching. <laughs> oh, man. Jessica Tarloff, uh, watch her on the five. You know her. You love her. We're up against a heartbreak. This could have went on for days. Well, and I want to talk about James Harden and Daryl Morey. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. The show's so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. What got the audience more riled up today? Was it Lucy who loves me more than anything in the world. You're just another dirtbag. Or was it Jessica Tarloff? I would love to know. Hit me up on social media, at Jimmy Fela on the Twitter. You can message me on the Fox Across America Facebook page. By the way, I have officially returned every last one of those messages as of this morning. If you sent me a message, I was 500 messages behind. I finished all of them today. All of them. I don't want to hear a word. Okay? I do get in touch. And if you have some strong feelings on the Tarloff stuff, the Trump stuff, one way or the other, weigh in, man. You need somebody to be honest with you. You get mad at me. You don't have to shoot the messenger, though. Believe me, the messenger spends all day looking at how fat he is on TV and wanting to shoot himself. That being said, I will be sucking it in tonight in prime time with Sean Hannity in front of a live studio audience at 9 p.m. You better be there. Your radio buddy needs the ratings. Either way, the show's over. Pay up. Get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.